Hello, this is Pastor Nathaniel, and you're listening to the Edda Talk for the Eddie Walk Podcast. Here you'll find messages meant to edify and encourage God's people in the maturity, purity, and unity that comes from following Christ. From devotional thoughts to sermons from our Sunday morning services, my prayer is that the time you spend listening to this podcast will help you grow closer to our Lord and also lead you to loving others like He loves us. Let's get right to it. Last week, we talked about hearing God, hearing from God, and being heard by God. I think we'll camp out here for this week and next, and maybe the week after that. Last week, we talked about as we walk in relationship with Jesus. We have real companionship and real conversation because we have a real personal Savior. A couple guys who spent considerable time with Jesus and heard a lot from him while he walked this earth were Peter and Jesus' half-brother James. And I find it fascinating that in what they wrote, and it's recorded in First Peter and in the book of James, it's one of the few times you see the Holy Spirit inspired an author to quote the same proverb. Must be pretty important. But both Peter and... James quoted the same proverb. I want to read it to you first from Peter. In 1 Peter chapter 5, the second half of verse 5 says this. All of you, does that include everyone here? And let people know, make sure they hear you, that includes everyone online and the podcast. Yes? Sorry, that wasn't good instruction. (laughs) All of you, clothe yourselves with humility towards one another. Because God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up, In due time. That was Peter. Let's go backwards in your Bibles just a little ways because James, that book comes right before 1 Peter. Go to James chapter 4. And we're tough, aren't we? You got to be tough if you're going to read from the book of James. No sissy Christians read the book of James. Because I'm telling you, he tells it like it is. So don't be offended as soon as you hear this first verse. James chapter 4, verse 4. You adulterous people. 
Don't you know that friendship with the world is hatred towards God? He said the hate word. I was not allowed to watch the Smurfs because one of the Smurfs hated everything. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world is hatred towards God? Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or do you think the scripture says without reason that the spirit he caused to live in us envies intensely? As a matter of fact, you may not know this, but back in the book of Exodus, we learn that God has the nickname Jealous. Verse 6, but, I'm glad for that but, because James was pretty harsh there, but he gives us more grace. That is why the scripture says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Proverbs 3.34, that is what both Peter and James quoted. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. I don't know the answer to this question because he's God, but I ask it. If God opposes the proud, does he hear or answer their prayers? Something to think about. I'm not going to answer for God because he's God and I'm not. I've had enough humble pie to know. Maybe you have too. But I know in life when people oppose one another, they really don't listen to one another. I mean, I'm not going to talk politics, but if you think about politics and what you see on the news, neither side listens to one another because they are opposed to one another, and it's awful. I know he hears our cry when we repent. When we come to him with a pure heart. You thought uh, James used some strong language? Let's go to Proverbs chapter 8. Proverbs. Chapter 8, verse 12. And this is in quotation marks, so somebody's talking. This isn't Solomon who wrote the proverb down. It's somebody else talking. It says, I, comma, wisdom. Well, who do you think that is? Exactly, Bob. It's God. I. Wisdom dwell together with prudence. 
I possess knowledge and discretion. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. I hate pride and arrogance, evil behavior, and perverse speech. God is pretty clear about what he hates. And he lists it right there. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Where does humility come from? It comes from God by His grace. I really like how Paul talks about it in Philippians. While you're looking up Philippians chapter 2, There's another proverb about pride you may know. You can probably quote it by heart. Proverbs sixteen eighteen, Pride goes before destruction. A haughty spirit before fall. We're going to spend the rest of the time together in Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. I've got four points in this message. Don't be scared, fathers and picnics, people. I'm only going to give two today. Ladies who might have prepared food for Father's Day, their roast won't burn. (laughs) Philippians chapter 2. And I'm sorry if men prepared a meal that was very sexist. Yes, it was. I can take that criticism. Let's get back to Scripture. Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. If you're able, would you please stand as we read God's Word together? If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ... If any comfort from his love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. But in humility, consider others better than yourselves. Each one of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself Nothing. Taking the very nature of the servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place 
and gave him the name that is above every, every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for how it speaks to us. Thank you, thank you for how it shapes us as we obey what you have in your word. Help us in our walk. Help us to be like you, Jesus, to consider others better than ourselves, to be humble. And Lord, may you give me clarity of thought and speech these next few minutes. And may we leave here knowing you and your word better and your will for our lives better too because we heard the truth that's in your word. And I pray these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. Where does humility come from? First of all, that's the clue that that's the first point of this four-point message. First of all, it comes from being united with Christ. Paul says it there in verse 1. If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ. And Paul's teaching here, this personal union with Jesus is the basic reality of salvation. To be in Christ or united in Christ is to be saved. It's to be in an intimate personal relationship with He, where He is in our hearts. Where we've turned, repented from our sins, asked Him to forgive us of our sins and come into our heart and our life, and we follow Him. And that makes sense. If we're going to get humility from Him, we have to be united with Him. Jesus Himself put it like this in John chapter 15, verse 5. He said, Apart from Me, you can do nothing. We can try to be humble. But it's not true humility apart from Christ. If we're going to be humble like Christ, we better know we can't do it without Him in our lives. I didn't arrange the music for this morning. We can't plan it the way it works out. I don't think we're that smart. But the first point of the message means being united with Christ. That's what we're talking about. And what was that last verse of the hymn before I come up to share the word? If you forget it, let me read it to you. Souls in danger, look above. Jesus completely saved. 
He will lift you by His love out of the angry waves. He's the master of the sea. Billows, His will obey. He wants, He, your Savior, wants to be. Be saved today. If you don't know Him as your Savior, and you feel His Spirit speak into your heart, you can do that while I'm talking now. <laughs> Say, Jesus, I do believe in You, and I need You in my life. I know I've done wrong. Forgive me of my wrong. I don't want to do that. I want to turn to You, Jesus. And follow you with you in my heart, saving me and leading me. If you prayed that as I said that, today is your day of salvation. That's good news. You're united with Christ. A new family, new life that lasts forever. And you have access to true humility through that relationship with Jesus. The problem is, sometimes when people know Jesus, or they know God, or they think they do, instead of their heart getting bigger, their head gets bigger. It happened with the Pharisees. I think that's why Jesus is so opposed to them. They weren't very humble in their walk with God. But you see, humility comes from unselfish ambition. Look at verse 3 of Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 2, verse 3. I might have misspoke there, sorry about that. Philippians chapter 2, verse 3. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, and don't miss that. We've got to look to our own interests. We've got to take care of ourselves if we're going to take care of others. But it's not a self-first, self-worshipping kind of life. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Wisdom's going to speak again. I hope your ears are on for this. Because Paul gave us the mortal enemies of unity and harmony. Lord knows we've seen a lot of disunity in our world today, even in the church. The mortal enemies of unity and harmony, selfish ambition and vain conceit. As a matter of fact, in his letter to the Galatians, Paul listed selfish ambition as one of the acts of the sinful nature. Galatians 5. 
But you know, it does make us important to know that we're important. We're important to God. That's why He sent His one and only Son to die for our sins. Because He loves us so much. But sometimes, as we walk in relationship with Him, and we really do hear from Him, That makes us important. Or we like the idea that I can talk to God. But His speaking to us does not in itself make us important. His purposes in speaking to us is to bring us greater opportunity to be good and do good. And greater responsibility to the care and the guidance of others. Because what are we all called to do? Make disciples. And we're going to need to hear from God to do that. To know what to say, when to say it. To feel the push or the pull of the Spirit. But it's not because we're important. It's so that we can help others. You see, a lot of people, we know the Bible's right and the Bible's truth. And we like to be right and we like to be true. But maybe you've known where people have been right and true and then use this and you can't hear it. You can't hear it. Well, actually, you can't see it on the podcast. We beat people with the Bible over their head. We let people know we're right and holy. And that's not how Jesus did it. He did it by love and serving those around him. His speaking to us is not to support our viewpoints. Or to verify that we're right. Even though his word is always true and right. Know this. Being right is one of the hardest burdens that humans have to bear. And few succeed at bearing it well. It takes humility. Have you ever been to Hobby Lobby? Hobby Lobby's great. In fact, a lot of the decorations that you see within the church, I could be an interior design. Pastor Nathaniel went to Hobby Lobby. (laughs) Settle down. You're preaching on humility. This would be a good sign to sell at Hobby Lobby. Lord, when we are wrong, make us willing to change. When we are right, make us easy to live with. Because when we know, buddy, we know... (laughs) 
Paul wrote about in 1 Corinthians chapter 8. He said, we know that we all possess knowledge. We know Jesus. But be careful not to let that knowledge puff up. Because knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. Does what I say build others up or tear them down just because I'm right? I'm going to let them know it too. I know. I'm convicted too. Where does humility come from? It comes from being united with Jesus. Walking with Him, following Him, personal relationship with Him, real companionship, real conversation. And it comes from His example, doesn't it? Unselfish ambition. Paul is going to come, and would you bow your heads with me? Thank you, Lord, for this time we've had together this morning. Father, thank you for loving this world so much that your desire would be to have a personal relationship with Every single person who has lived, is living now and ever will live. But in your love for us, you leave that choice up to us. Lord, if there's anyone here this morning who heard those words earlier, but how to begin that personal relationship with Jesus through repentance, asking forgiveness of sins, inviting you into our heart and our life, and then following you. I thank you for how they feel now, how they feel your presence in their heart and their life. And Lord, I know that just like any other relationship, sometimes the newness wears off, and the temptation is to go back to our old way of life because maybe there's a mistake. Maybe we mess up again. But help help those help all of us stay close to you when we do mess up. May we be quick to repent and confess. Allow your spirit to do its work in us. And Lord, as we continue to walk and to follow you, our desire, may it be that we become more like you. unselfish in our ambition. Making it all about loving others well. Building each other up and glorifying you with our lives, Jesus. Thank you for this time we had to worship you and worship doesn't end here, does it, Lord? May our lives be a song of praise to you as we leave here this morning. And I pray these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast is helpful to you, please rate us on iTunes or like our page, Springwater Church the Nazarene on Facebook. 
Have a great day and Lord bless.